We are excited to be continuing our Optimus Creed series about the Optimus Creed, which is an inspiration and motivation statement of value that Optimus clubs around the world use to close their meeting. It is my pleasure at this time to introduce past president Nick Prilliman to talk about the stands of the creed to give so much time to the improvement of yourself that you have no time to criticize others. And Nick and I have talked a lot about different things with our over the years of our friendship. Nick, we want to, as an optimist, live the creed. Right, right. Well, one of the things that 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 happened to me over the years of been involved in this organization is, you know, we recite the creed at our at the ends of our meetings. We we recite it just about everywhere we go, whatever. I've got it hanging on my wall or whatever. But what happened to me in this organization uh, and and working and and being involved uh, is one day it hit, it just hit me that instead of I was just reciting the creed. I wasn't really trying to live the creed. And so I really began to focus on actually taking the, what well, I guess the best way to say it is taking the creed out on the street and the, the to give so much time to improve to yourself that you have no time to criticize others kind of became one of my favorite ones because I'm kind of critical of just about everybody. I go into a grocery store. If the line's not moving fast enough, I start rolling my eyes. I start getting irritated. Uh, and that kind of thing. And what I found out that I began to concentrate on myself, how I was going to be a better person, how I was going to make that person feel good because they interacted with me. Uh, the idea of going in, uh, I'll give you a quick example. I, I was in a, a, a department store not too long ago and there was a big long line and I'm sitting there and steam is beginning to come out of my ears. And I begin to think about uh, oh, God, you know, why, why did this line move? I've got things to do. And then I began to think about, well, you know, what could I do to make that lady who was up there checking everybody out how, to make her smile, to make her feel good because I had had interaction with her that day. And so I started concentrating on how I was going to do that, how I was going to make her day, so to speak. And, and I began to, and, and when I got up there, sure enough, we, we were laughing and smiling and talking about things. And when I left her, at least that little part of her, her day and her interaction with me is that she was smiling and she was feeling good. And so that's what I concentrate on, concentrate on how I can make myself a better person. How can I, when I'm in relation with somebody, whether they're angry, whether they're whatever, how can I make them feel good? And so that's what I concentrate on. And then I found out that the more I concentrate on improving myself, the less I had time to truly criticize anybody else. Because if you're working on yourself, if you're trying to make yourself a better person, you know, you don't really have time to talk about how, what this other person is doing or whatever. And so that's what really, really motivates me. Uh, the idea of, of always trying to improve myself, of always trying to make sure that when I interact with other people, I show them that I am an optimist, a card-carrying optimist. Now, I know you don't have to be a member of Optimist International to be optimistic, but my feeling is, is that we have a mission. And one of those missions is not only to, to uh, work and help and make children better, but to make ourselves better. I mean, what is it our mission, our mission statement says to bring out the best in our youth, 
our community and ourselves. Well, if you're gonna, if you can't bring out the best in a in a young person or your community unless you bring out the best in yourself. And so that's what I concentrate on. I've concentrated on it, and 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 really taking the creed out on the street, actually living the creed. And so every day, I know this may sound. Uh, a bit trite to some people, but I do. When I get up in the morning, I think about who today am I going to meet and make a difference in their life. And if you're not criticizing everybody else and you are improving, it just makes your life so much easier because you're taking all the negativity out of yourself and making it. I know it when people easy. see me, they smile. When I go into the grocery store, when I go into the cleaners, and I mean, you know, people know who I am because not my so much my name, but because of how I treat them. And if you take out the negativity of criticizing everyone, you, when you focus on the positive, that helps helps your day be a lot better when you're not so negative all the time. You're exactly right. You're you're you're, you're exactly right. I mean, my, you know, I, I I I I did not realize until I started practicing it, until I started really working at doing it, uh, how much better it made me. It goes back to my. Uh, when I joined this organization, the gentleman telling me, come, uh, come join us and we'll make you a better person. And living the creed and trying to really uh, involve the tenants in my, in my daily living has, has really made me a better person. And, and, and I just, like I said, I, when I went out on the street and I actually started doing this, I did not realize until then what an impact it has on, on people, just how we interact with people. If more people lived our creed and more people did the things that that uh, our creed tells us to do, this world would be a whole lot better place. And people probably don't realize that to start off with, it doesn't need to be huge, huge things to start. It could be as something as, yeah, I don't know what's happening. It seems like um, uh, you are not there. Nick, can you hear me? Huge change to make an impact. It could be as some, something as small as smiling or waving at somebody to make their day a lot better. Exactly. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. I, 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 uh, I go to a particular grocery store near my house and I was in there one day and I like these particular, uh, they're dark chocolate candies. And I bought a, several packs of these things and I'm going through the line and they're checking me out or whatever. And there's a young lady who, well, now she really wasn't a young lady. She was a grandmother and she's packing my groceries. And she says, Oh, I love these candies. And I thought for that moment, I said, ha. Huh. And so I said, well, guess what? I, here, I'm going to give you a bag of these candies. And you could not have believed the smile on that lady's face. It made me feel good, made her feel good. And the next time I went in that store, she remembered who I was. And the fact of the matter is, is you're exactly right. It's little things. Uh, it doesn't have to be big things. It's like giving somebody a smile, treating somebody with respect, thanking people uh, uh, for, uh, uh, well, uh, for instance, I always thank the person for that, that packed my groceries. Thank them for, for, for you know, for doing that. Uh, there's just all these little things uh, that you can do out there that makes you feel better and also makes the people you interact with feel better. And it's the little things that continue to add up. It's kind of like how a river forms. It starts high in the mountains with little things and the bigger and the smaller things come in and make a big impact. And it's the small things that eventually make a huge impact on the day-to-day -day lives of people. Exactly. And that and that's something that I, you know, I, I think that sometimes we don't concentrate on. I mean, I understand the 
the the the the focus on children. We've done that for over what 105, 106 years. But the other part of this or uh, of our organization or our mission is the benefits it gives you as an individual, and that's that's what I've taken. I mean, I I have I can tell you stories about interaction I've had with children that'll bring tears to your eyes. Uh, but at the same time, I also can tell you stories about the interaction I've had with with other individuals. And because I thought about the creed and because I was moved by the creed, the impact I had on their their lives, uh, uh, you know, they, they've told me, you know, I mean, I've been asked a number of times, you must be a public relations person. You must be a, uh, you know, you, you, you have a smile on your face all the time. And I truly, truly uh, work, work, work doing that. And now it's, 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 it's almost natural for me. Uh, I don't really have to think about it. It's all become part of my life because I practiced it and, and, and tried to make it a part of my life. And again, going back to my original statement about uh, the person that promised me years ago that if I got involved in this organization, I become a, I would become a better person. And, and I cannot tell, tell you, uh, uh, how grateful I am that that gentleman years ago was persistent and got me involved in this organization. It also must improve your health when you're being a better person because you're not carrying around so many negative weights when you're walking down the street or going through things. If you're it, being healthy is also not just physical, it's also a mental capacity of thinking how things can always be better. You're, you're exactly right. And I'll give you a real quick example. Uh, about four years ago, I found out, uh, very surprising to me, that I had to have uh, open heart surgery. I had to have bypass surgery. And uh, I remember uh, how the doctors were surprised at how quickly I uh, recovered from this you know, major, major surgery. And I think the reason was because of the optimist or because of optimism, because I literally concentrated and, and, and I will tell you, and anybody who's gone through this would would uh, uh, support me in this. Uh, you feel terrible. You really feel terrible. And a lot of people become very depressed uh, when this happens to them. Well, uh, what I did is I concentrated on the caregivers, the people that were were taking care of me. I concentrated on, uh, you know, uh, that this was discovered uh, early, so I had no damage to my heart and that kind of thing. But I really concentrated on the positive aspects uh, of of this and, and the people that, like I said, were taking care of me. And when I went back to to the doctors, they could not believe how quickly I was recovering from this major surgery. And and I think that is true. I mean, well, science tells us that optimistic people live longer, have have more fruitful, more uh, uh, healthier lives uh, by being looking at the world in a positive in a positive way. And I can, I, I think I'm a walking example of that. Uh, I concentrated on the positive and the results was positive. And like, I, like you said, Nick, you're just a living example of how being positive and making an impact on other people by changing little things so you don't criticize everyone can really have a very positive impact, not in your life, but also just those little things and day-to-day -day operations with everybody that you see every single day that you live. Definitely, definitely. Well, the, the, definitely. And, and that's that's something that I, this organization really did teach me or help me. Uh, the people that I met, uh, again, actually thinking about 
the creed and, and what it means and the impact it has on other people. Uh, by doing that, uh, uh, I just, it, it made my life, it's made my life much, much better, much more enjoyable. And not that I had a bad life to begin with. I mean, I've, I've lived a very charmed life my, my whole life. Uh, and, uh, but it just, it made it, made it that much better. I, I like to tell people sometimes, uh, it's kind of like the cherry on top. Uh, you know, it's the, it, it, it just, it completed my life and it really made my life much, much richer and, uh, made me think about, you know, that I can make a difference in the, in this world. Nick, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you taking the time to share just some little tidbits it's for our membership to improve and actually living the creed to make sure that they are truly living the creed and becoming a true optimist by actually following through and living the creed every single day. Well, thank you again for inviting me, Shane, to, to be on this podcast and talk about this particular uh, uh, part of the, I guess, the the optimist, uh, uh, the optimist uh, uh, mantra, so to speak, I guess. Because I, I do, I think that creed, and I know people say, oh, I joined the organization because I read that creed. Uh, taking that creed and making it part of your life is, is uh, will, will it, it can't do anything but help you become a better person. Thank you again. No, Nick, like I said, we appreciate you and your service to Optimus International because out of people don't realize how important it is when a Optimus International president takes a year out of their life to do great things within the optimist communities all right teresa we'll loop back to the front now because nick i kind of jumped out of order we'll talk about your year as president to fill in some more time here oh, okay okay so we kind of want to do we've done your story and we are going to have the marketing on uh this fall the um but we do want to talk about more about your becoming president okay. and how that changed your life as well we'll kind of do we'll, we'll do that real quick because i jumped out of order here because this is our first one so you're our guinea pig on this one oh, so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, do you want me to redo the um the the introduction or you just want to jump right into his stuff as president I think we'll do jump right into that. Um, go ahead and uh, do the intro where you're telling. Can you tell us a little about your story? Okay, perfect. And I'll do a three second pause here and then we'll start. Okay. Now moving forward, Nick, people don't realize that the Optimist International Organization is a, it really is a grassroots movement because anybody can move up the ranks to become Optimist International President. Now, tell us a little bit about your journey becoming the international president, because obviously people don't realize that they, the Optimist International President themselves is a elected member of our organization. Tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming Optimist International President. Well, uh, it's uh, when I began this, joined this organization some almost 40 years ago, uh, I had only planned to be a member, uh, a worker bee. Uh, I had no aspirations to be even president of my club. And uh, the only thing I can say is that somebody uh, took interest in me and started pushing me to to take on a particular roles. So I was on the board of directors uh, first. I was put on the board of directors. And of course, if I get involved in anything, I'm going to work at it. I, you know, I don't join just to join something to have it on my resume. I actually uh, uh, want want to, to to participate and to be part of it. So the more I got involved, 
the more I, I began to enjoy it. So the, I was on co committee chairs and I was involved in a uh, new club building for my club. And I was involved in uh, a variety of projects and things like that. And then uh, one day somebody said, well, you need to go to a district meeting. And I go, why would I want to go to a district meeting? Uh, you know, uh, so anyway, I was uh, I went to one and I was treated so nicely at that meeting uh, that I went back and started going back. Well, somebody started talking about me here and there. Next thing you know, I was asked to be on a committee. Then I was asked to be a lieutenant governor. And uh, uh, I'm not the poster boy. I wasn't the poster boy. I wasn't distinguished at everything. It was a kind of a learn. It was very much a learning process for me. Uh, and then, but anyway, I was that. I was district secretary treasurer. I was new club building chairman. I did all a lot of things in my district. And then one day, somebody walked up to me and said, uh, "Being, I thought they were being funny. They said, well, hi, governor. And I go, oh, no, not me, not me. And they said, oh, I think you would be a good, a good governor, you know. And so some other people began to talk to me about it. And so I began to think, well, maybe I could be governor. And lo and behold, I was nominated, became governor, uh, was very fortunate, had a great team, had a great district at the time. We were the Georgia district. And uh, I, uh, 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 our district under my tenure, our district became a distinguished district. So I was a governor of a distinguished district, which certainly made me extremely proud and uh uh, and because of that, I actually was put on a, a committee uh, at the international level. And I'd never I'd been to only one convention at the time. And so uh, uh, began to get involved at, at, at the international level. And some people uh, took interest in me or whatever. And I was asked to be a membership chairman. As a matter of fact, I, I think membership chairman, I was a membership chairman for uh, three different times. I served on the membership committee about at least five times, either as a member or as a chair. I was on leadership development. I was on the governor's committee, all these kinds of things as I became more and more involved in Optimus International. And uh, then somebody made the mention one day, well, you know, when are you going to be president? I said, oh, no, I'm not going to be president. I don't, don't, uh, uh, that that's something I don't think I would ever ever do. Well, then I was asked, nominated, and and was elected to be a vice president, and that was a great experience. Uh, you know, I I again and and because of the team that I was uh, blessed to have, the governors, uh, our region uh, was the number one region that year, and so I was very fortunate to be the vice president of the number one region in Optus International, and so. Uh, the next thing I know, uh, I am uh, asked to be uh, to come and interview for president. And so I came and uh, sat on the interview and uh, was very honored that that would happen. I didn't get the nod to be president, uh, someone else. And uh, so anyway, uh, to speed up this uh, discussion. Uh, I was interviewed several times and uh, was not selected. And then I actually ran off the floor at one point because I was really beginning to get focused on, hey, you know, I, I think I could really do this job. Uh, and I ran off the floor, uh, did not uh, win. But it was a, all of this was a very much of a learning process, uh, learning about uh, how I needed to be, I guess you might say, in order to, I think, at least attempt to be a good president. And so then, of course, uh, 
I was very fortunate to be nominated for the, for the president of the year of 17, uh, 2017, 2018, and became president of Opus International. And I will have to say it's one of the greatest experiences of my life. I was, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, had to focus on how I could motivate the membership across the organization. Uh, I got to visit across the organization. Uh, been, I'd never been to French-speaking Canada, uh, uh, you know, really all over, traveled all over North America, met all kinds of wonderful individuals, members, and people. And that's what was probably the most joyous part of the whole thing was learning from other people, seeing the wonderful things that our organization does. I think a lot of people do not really realize how important the work we do out there and the wonderful, wonderful things that our clubs and uh, our, our members are doing across this great organization. And But one of the things that I did uh, realize that one year is a real short period of time. That was one of the fastest uh, uh, years in my life because it seemed like by the time I got started, it, the year was over. And I, I'm always disappointed that I did not accomplish the goals I set out. I set out to, <clears throat> to build a certain number of clubs, which we did accomplish, but I also set out to do in the year positive in membership. And we did not accomplish that. And that is something that, <clears throat> that we have got to do. And that's what I, as, as part of this message is appeal to our membership. We need to solve our membership problem. And our membership problem is that we are losing our, our rank and file members uh, at a, at an alarming rate. And if we do not, uh, do something about it. Uh, in not too many more years, Optus International will be will be history. We'll be talking about our organization and what kind of organization it was, and wasn't it fantastic to be uh, president uh, or or whatever we were in this great organization. So we have got to solve that. That is one of the things that I learned uh, when, uh, uh, during my tenure as president. We have got to begin to to solve this problem. All the wonderful things that we're doing, they're very important. But if we do not solve our growth problem, and that is getting people interested in what we're doing, interested in our mission, in what we're because I don't I don't think there's any place uh, uh, any place in the world that does not eat, need optimism now more than it's ever needed optimism. And we're one of the organizations and the individuals that can bring that to people uh, through our creed, through our mission uh, of going out and making the world a better place. So the, being president was a real eye-opening learning experience for me. I, I think it made me a better optimist. Um, I wish I had done some things differently, but, you know, hindsight always twenty twenty. But the experience, the the idea of of being able to lead a, this wonderful organization and this wonderful group of people who whose primary mission is to serve children, to make our world a better place, and to make ourselves better human beings. Is there a memory when you were op, when you were Optimus International President that sticks out in your mind that was your favorite moment or something that really resonated with you that you really remember from your year? Well, probably one of my favorite moments is that I was visiting a district, and this is kind of who I am, but I was visiting a district 
And it was after we had done some training and things and we were sitting around. Uh, matter of fact, we, we had gone to a, I guess, to a, to, to the, in, in this hotel, the, the lounge area in this hotel. And we were sitting there and some members were talking to me and uh, we got into discussions about being an optimist and exchanging stories and that kind of thing. And I remember later on that uh, a good friend of mine in that particular district came to me and said, you know, the, the members, the members were really impressed with you because you took the time to talk to them. A member, they said, you know, they couldn't believe that the president of Optimus International would actually come and sit down and, and basically shoot the bull with them. And I said, well, I, I can't believe that, that, I mean, isn't that what we're supposed to do? And that was, you know, it made me feel good that they reacted to me that way. And that I, that I, I, I mean, I just thought that's the way you would do it. I didn't realize that maybe somebody else would do something different. I think uh, uh, the, the, the individuals that I, like I said, I, that I met the impact that some of them told me after that I had on their, their lives by the speech I made or by how I treated them or, or what I did. I think the, those are the things that that make me feel good about my time as as president because uh, I just uh, I, I wanted to be the kind of president that people felt were approach was approachable that was uh, that was one of them. I think it's important. Uh, you know, the president has certain duties that he or she have to do. Uh, I think for me, mine was. I needed to try to figure out a way to grow this organization. And uh, I hope I made had some impact on that. But uh, as I said, uh, I did not accomplish that part of my goal. Well, my goal was to, to at least be a plus one in, 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 in membership. And we did not accomplish that. But the, the countless people I met, the impact that I had, uh, on, on these people because I was present representing the organization. I came to their district. I visited with their clubs. The, the reaction they had, uh, it still, it warms my heart. It makes me feel good that I had that great experience. Please join us in reciting the Optimist Creed with our past international presidents. Promise yourself to be so strong that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. To talk health, happiness, and prosperity to every person you meet. To make all your friends feel that there is something in them. To look at the sunny side of everything and make your optimism come true. To think only of the best, to work only for the best, and to expect only the best. To be just as enthusiastic about the success of others as you are about your own. To forget the mistakes of the past and press on to the greater achievements of the future. To wear a cheerful countenance at all times and give every living creature you meet a smile. To give so much time to the improvement of yourself that you have no time to criticize others. To be too large for worry, too noble for anger, too strong for fear, and too happy to prevent the presence of trouble. Thank you for listening to this series focused on the Optimist Creed. The Optimist Creed is the official creed of Optimist International adopted in 1922. The creed is something that every member of Optimist International strives to follow. To find out more about the opportunities of Optimist International, Please visit our website or better yet, find a local Optimist Club in your area to start helping make the world a better place.